Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to Rowing Through Life. I'm playing with different intros. Can anybody name that intro? Do you know it, babe? Um, was it Fat Albert? <laughs> that was Fat Albert. Anyway, my name is Paris Rowan, and this is my lovely wife and co-host... Nicole Rowan. Sure is, baby. You're looking mighty fine tonight, I tell you what. Thank you. I date you all over again. Well, thank you. We're actually on date night right now. Yes, we are. How's it going? Wonderful. That's good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you move along, please? I thought you were doing... I was doing the little, you know, intro, and then you're gonna you're gonna segue onto the topic. Okay. Yes, I can do that. Can you all tell that we really plan this out, and we methodically think about this before? Hey, this is... This is raw, real, and, um... Vulnerable. Got it. Um... So today, if you were listening last week, you, uh, you you got to hear about how do we know if they're the one on the topic of dating and marriage and all that good stuff. Uh, and this week, we felt like we would kind of continue that on and uh, talk about um, guarding your heart. It was something that came up in the last podcast, and then um, some people had mentioned it also. So we wanted to kind of go down this road of what it looks like. What does that mean? What does that scripture mean in Proverbs of um, above all else, guard your heart? You know. And so, do you want to read? I, it? Do I want to read it? Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, you know, it starts in Proverbs four uh, twenty three, I believe, right? 423 we're gonna pull it up for you all um but i thought it would be really cool for paris to to share on this and um, to hear kind of his perspective because um he he did a great job at this when we were in college and when we were starting to um to court but it's yeah so proverbs 423 above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it and um uh, this can be taken out of context in a lot of ways. And so we're primarily going to focus on what it looks like to guard your heart within the dating realm, knowing that this verse probably didn't have much to do with dating. I'll let Paris kind of go into that. Um, but that's kind of what we're going to, we're going to go off of for today's podcast. Yeah. So basically, I mean, you guys, you guys know the story. If you've ever read a Christian dating book in your life or even a Christian relationship book, it, chances are this verse is located somewhere in there. Um, and that's not a bad thing, but it's just what Nicole said. It's like, I don't really like making fun of pieces because it, it does have a reality to it. I'm not saying that, yeah, this is dumb and completely cliche and it doesn't belong in dating books. Um, and I think there's some crossover. It just, it's what Nicole said. It's like, I, I don't necessarily think that this verse was constructed by Solomon within Proverbs for the specific purpose of utilizing it strictly for dating. That's all we're saying. Well, and, and I mean, I would, I would just add to that, you know, this is Solomon writing, um, and this would have been understood. Um, to Israel in a different way than the way that we understand it. You know, when we hear guard your heart, we automatically assume passion or feelings. Um, but this verse didn't have much to do with Americanized dating. It's Israel's understanding of what Solomon was saying. And so it's, it's important, I think, like you were saying, Paris, for us to understand the perspective and the context of what's being, um, being suggested here. What I think is really cool is, um, they, Israel would have looked at the heart as, 
the center of the whole person. They would have understood the heart to be the center of the whole person. Um, and, and wisdom and perspective would have come out of that versus just feelings or emotions. Not that that's not included, but it's, it's good for us to understand, um, that they would have, they, they, they would have heard this and understood this as, the heart referring to who you are as a person um, and how it reveals kind of who you were and what you believed and, and all that good stuff. Correct. So context. Yeah. Um, so, but let's get in the juicy side, the, the side of dating. This does have a practical use for dating, um, even though it may not have been specifically written for that purpose. So what, what is it or how do we properly use guard your heart within a, a dating realm? Because in all reality, guys, the, the fact is, is that like many other things, there's a lot of elements missing, like, well, how do I guard it exactly? It doesn't say. It just says guard your heart. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say how to guard it. And so, you know, you could easily read this verse in a dating context and be like, well, I'm just not going to be vulnerable, you know, because I'm guarding it or I'm not going to give it to anybody or, you know what I mean? There's a lot of different directions that you could take that within a relationship because you're quote unquote guarding your heart. Um, so it, it, another verse is, do not be anxious for, uh, about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Yeah. Um, and so it, it talks about, but in everything. And so this kind of falls in that category. Um, I think that the biggest answer, um, for someone guarding their heart within a relationship, um, it starts with prayer and communication. And um, the prayer and communication goes straight to God. Um, so basically, I think that the key to guarding your heart, and I'm getting this actually uh, just to give credit where it's due. Um, you know, the, the Philip Bethencourt does a, a good job of kind of breaking some of this stuff down. Um, but anyway, the, the, the key to guarding your heart is to talk to God about the relationship before you talk to the other person yeah. about the relationship. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's I think that's where it starts guarding your heart. It's not necessarily blocking someone out or creating a huge boundary where you're you know you're removing them from the picture, but it's merely your list of priorities, and that is you're talking to God about this relationship, maybe even before you're talking to that person. Because the point is, guys, let's let's be real for a second, is when you see somebody who's attractive or that you're interested in, like, you want to go straight for that person, you know? And some of us are more shy than others, so we don't. But the key is, is we're like, I want to go talk to that person, you know? Nicole was really cute. You know, she is really cute. And I found her attractive in college. You didn't try to come and talk to me. Don't even play that. <laughs> Look, I, I kind of played that, you know, hard to get thing, you know, where I was like, you know, kind of get the line. Do not in. be mistaken, listeners. <laughs> he did not come after me. I had to fight. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, yeah, we still owe him our story, too. But the point is, guys, is that it's very easy to to look at someone externally and be like, I'm really interested in that person. And then we kind of just dive in blindly, allowing our emotions or our feelings to just guide wherever we want to go, as opposed to making our first stop and priority and guarding our heart, quote unquote, communication and prayer with God before even that person comes around. Yeah, you know, and I would just say a lot of times I think I see people jump into relationships and um, I understand the excitement and the the passion to get it moving and going and when are we getting married and all that. But (laughs) 
you know, like we have to lay foundations of friendship. We have to lay foundations of communication before we can try and, and talk about our future. Um, I, I love the, the thought that we have to be committed to the present before we can commit to the future. You know, if, if you sit down and you're talking with someone, they're just talking about the future, future, future. I just like to ask, like, well, what are you committed to right now in your relationship? Or what, what, what's a commitment right now within yeah. the, the dating realm, if you will? Yeah. So I think that, that's important, too. Yeah. So one one point is I think hearts become unguarded when you move too fast in the relationships. That's what we're kind of talking about is people become too vulnerable too quickly. So that's when Nicole said you, you got to lay a foundation of friendship before you build a house of intimacy. Um, so basically it's that's again, that's that prayer and communication. Prayer and communication, think of that as the steady flow. That should always be happening no matter what is going on, whether we're talking about relationships or whatever. But particularly and dating that is the underlying foundation that should always be taking place um but again if you're moving too fast or becoming too vulnerable that is a way of unguarding your heart per se now i know that there's stories where people have fallen in love very quickly i'm not saying that that was wrong but i am saying too is that there's a lot of things that you might be learning about that person on the other side of the fence after you've already made that commitment that's fine, you know, but as far as guarding your heart in this process, it's how fast am I moving? You're going to unguard your heart if you're not having those checkpoints with God and having the underlying foundation of friendship with that person. If you're skipping that stuff, then that's where the heart becomes, quote unquote, unguarded within a dating relationship. I'd say that the second one is that if you're not seeking God's desires for the relationship. So obviously that coincides with prayer, but specifically you can ask, God, what is your desire for this relationship? Um, and in some cases, it might not even be romantic. This might not be your future spouse, you know, and he may not be saying, Thus saith the Lord, Paris, I command thee not to date Nicole because she will not be your spouse. But you are going to have some wisdom droppings, hashtag droppings on the wisdom <laughs> for, for God's desire within that relationship. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, Paris, help, help someone unpack what that looks like, though, because I mean, it's easy to say to say that, but, but help us unpack. Help us not us but help the listeners and myself understand what you mean exactly like give give us tangible tools what am, what gift am i unpacking the no not a gift what you just uh, said unpacking um your second point when you're not seeking god's desires for the relationship like how does one know if they are or are not oh gotcha gotcha um you know it can be there's tons of things like you know what if what if you have a word um, that someone's giving you or you've been talking to God all along, hopefully, and he, he has this, this plan, you know, where he said, um, Paris, you know, I, I, I want you to be single for a year and someone pops in in six months and you're oh, interested. You know what I mean? There, there might be some other stuff going on, hopefully, where you're already in relationship with God, where you kind of already have this, this set thing going on. Um, 
you know, that, that could be one example is God has called you to singleness for, um, for four months and someone pops in after one month. You know, it is, is that falling in desire with what God has already told you? Or, you know, are you a mission? I don't know. There's, there's tons of things, you know, or if someone's, if someone's popping in and, um, they don't carry the same values and they're pressuring you, may not just toward intimacy or sex, but, um, leading you into something else, you know, where they're pulling you away from what your purpose, um, that God has called you for, then maybe it's not time to start that relationship or maybe that person is not the person for you because it's contradicting the desires that God has already set and told you. Um, so I think a, a lot of knowing what the, the Lord's desires are for you are again in that constant communication. Um, and that should, that should already be happening within your singleness. This is a different topic, but I think that while you're being single, you can still definitely be intentional about what you're doing with your life aside from just praying for your future spouse you have so much purpose as a single person and so much ability to do things as a single person that you should be in communication with god about prayer and what your purpose is now not just for the future when you're in a relationship um that's kind of a separate point anyway third point i think is that um the unguarded when there is poor communication and that is both poor communication with God and possibly poor communication with the person who you are potentially interested in. So this is kind of rehashing what I just said. But again, if you are in poor communication with God already, you're not going to know about his desires before you start that relationship. So if you're single right now, get a good landline with the Lord you know, reconnect that relationship before you dive into a human one. Um, that, that, that would be my main point, short and sweet. What do you have anything to add to that? Love? No, I think, I think all those points are really good. You know, I, um, for those of you that are listening that are, are thinking like, well, gosh, how do I, how do I keep my heart guarded without setting up a ton of boundaries? I would just say boundaries are good mm-hmm. in relationship. And a lot of times we're like, you know, people, people will influence us. Well, you're just not being vulnerable enough or you're just, you're not connecting or you're shut off or you're shut down. And those things may be accurate. Listen to, to, you know, some people that you trust that are around you, but also like you don't owe it to anyone to jump right in and share all of your deep, dark secrets and your relationship with God and, and everything all of a sudden, you know, th- there's some things that we protect and, um, that we honor that the Lord has spoken to us or that the Lord has said to us, um, that we don't necessarily share immediately. And, and I think that's okay. You know, especially for the, the younger generation, you know, it's okay for you to not share everything immediately. Um, there's just something really beautiful about it. So, so protecting your heart doesn't mean you're shut down. It doesn't mean you're guarded. It actually means you're open and you're free in who you are. And, you're actually able to be fully you within that relationship because you're guarding a very intimate place of you, the center of you, um, which is, which is your heart. So I think that's all that I would add. Yeah, for sure. A really quick touch on the boundaries too. And Nicole kind of covered this already is that, uh, 
I for for okay for personal stuff. When I was early on, and Nicole was the first person that I was in a re- romantic relationship with, and you will be the only. Um, Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, a lot of the stuff that that I had set down as far as expectations, relationship, and guarding my heart and stuff like that was rooted in good things, but there there was a slight legalistic side in the sense that I didn't always know why I was setting boundaries. Um, for things. And I think that a lot of that was that I relied a little bit too much on what I was told and what I learned versus my own personal relationship with God. Um, boundaries, like she said, are not wrong. So I'm just saying that the boundaries should flow from your relationship with God, not just for the sake of legalism. Um, that, that's that's all I'm contextualizing. So it's it's obedience to God, not just because oh I feel like doing this or I'm really struggling with this. That there is wisdom in that, but boundaries aren't just for the sake of boundaries. They are a means to an end, not the end themselves. Um, I think an, another thing too is that in the on the topic of how to guard your heart, um, because we've said kind of said about y- you unguard your heart by doing these things. But how do you guard your heart within a relationship, um, babe? Do you have any any points for on the on the house? Um, well, I I mean I think you you already mentioned really good points. You know, honestly, I would I would just say tangibly, you guard your heart by not exposing yourself or sharing everything all at once and, and immediately. It could be a lot. You're like, here's my life story. Twelve hours later, and the other person is like drained, right? Like you're guarding your heart by not sharing everything about you all at once. Um, and and honestly, I said that because for me, I thought. Well, I'm transparent. I'm vulnerable. I'm just going to share all of me all the time. Um, and that wasn't necessarily a good piece of advice. And so I think that's one small piece. I think the other piece is guarding your heart with the Lord. And, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, this is like such a big thing. I see a lot of single people who can't wait to not be single. The problem is our relationship with the Lord should fulfill all these areas. Now, I get, like, this is a sensitive topic, and, you know, I, people want to have kids, and they want to be married, and I get that. And I'm, I'm not I'm not saying if you want those things, that's bad. What I am saying is you're guarding your heart with the love of the Lord and the truth of the Lord that will keep you in this place of freedom, and you won't feel um, like you're bound up or missing out or, or whatnot or what's not yet to to come or that you see. And so I think just guarding your heart with the love and truth of Jesus um, is really, really important. And your relationship with God is more important than your relationship with that person. And so, you know, when we talk about guarding your heart, it's not just about sex. It's not about passion because an emotional connection is actually more intense and more of a connection than just a kiss or just sex or just fill in the blank. Like emotional connection um, can actually devastate you more so than if you were to have a one night stand or if you were to sleep with your boyfriend. Um, There's something about that emotional connection, the center of who you are that's being... um, not attacked, but that's that's being tapped into, if you will, influenced. So I would just say just being really aware of um, just how you're giving yourself away in, in, a, in a sense. 
No, that's that's really good. And that's what I was going to kind of touch on is that I think a lot of us, because we're so inundated culturally with sex, and so I feel like um, as Christians, it's a topic that we then battle because it's, it's culturally relevant. Um, and so when we talk about guarding our hearts, a lot of the time books and even people and even myself, the first thing we think of is like no sex, no intimacy. And that is obviously prior to marriage is what I'm talking about, guarding your heart within a dating relationship. Um, but the point is, is that's not the whole thing. It, if you look at the verse again, a lot of us, a lot of us, I feel like we almost, we almost miss that piece. It says above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Not just it, you know, guard your heart because, um, you know, it's an it's impacted by sex, you know, or intimacy. Intimacy, like Nicole said, can be emotional attachment, just as it much can it be physical. It's just physical tends to be more relevant. And hear me out. Sex, sex and um, um, even sometimes kissing, holding hands, whatever, that can be a very large attachment. And if it's done, you know, too quickly or outside of marriage in the case of sex, then, you know, that that um, is is breaking that kind of guarding of heart. But the other one is emotional. Um, the point is here, guys, is that um, it covers everything. That's the point. Is guarding your heart is just a matter of holistic character. Like when Nicole talked about the Israelites, they were talking about from the heart flows all things. And that's in a relationship as well, not just sex, but there's also emotional attachments um, that occur. So that's, that's pretty much what we want to cover in, um, in the guarding your heart topic early on in a relationship or just in a dating relationship period. Yeah. And let us know if you have questions around this. You know, we don't, we don't get to talk for two hours because I mean, I guess we could, but we don't want to talk for two hours. So it's hard to like fully understand everything without, you know, talking forever. So, um, if you have questions, please just let us know and let us clear up anything that didn't make sense. Yep. Yep. Guarding your heart is an ongoing process, guys. Um, and that, like I said, I'll just end with this. The underlying factor that is always constant is that prayer, that communication, that relationship with God. If you didn't notice already, that seems to, that is the underlying theme for guarding your heart. The key to guarding your heart is your relationship with God first and foremost. That will direct you within that dating relationship as to where you're moving. Um, and that's a desire to be in relationship with God, not just because you're fearful of what might happen if you do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So, guys, we love you. Um, Nicole and I are still guarding our hearts in some cases, right? In new ways, but <laughs> not, right, from new ways, <laughs> not from each other. Not from each other. All right. Love you guys. Talk at you later. Have a great week.